Come on, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this awesome opportunity we have to be together here in the room and those joining us online today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that in these uncertain times, we can hold on to something that we know is extremely certain, Lord, and that is Jesus, the real reason for this season. We thank you, Father, for your love and for your goodness. We thank you that while we might not know what's around the bend, Lord, we know that you know because you've already been there. And we are grateful that you are in our tomorrows. And it gives us joy and it gives us peace. And it calms our heart and calms our soul. And we're so grateful for your word today. I believe it will encourage us and strengthen us and cause us to be better for it. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. We're excited today. We're going to do something just a little bit different today. Uh, We want to take the time uh, today to communicate with you what God has done through you in our giving. I believe that this has been not only an uncertain year, but in the midst of all the uncertainty, this church has been extremely generous. And we want to give you an understanding of that today because I believe it's something that you should know about, something that should be communicated to you very clearly. And so we want to share with you a Generosity Speaks report today, a Generosity Speaks report. And I believe it's going to be very exciting. You know, here at IFC, we have 10 core values, 10 core values. And I want to talk to you about core value number eight, core value number eight. Core value number eight is generosity. Core value number eight, generosity speaks. You know, it's important that you know what our core values are. If you've never read our core values, I would encourage you to get online at intlfamilychurch.com. All 10 core values are there, and it's important that you read them and know them. And, but you might say, well, what is a core value, and why are they so important? Well, core values are the number one way we establish culture here at IFC. Our culture comes out of our values. And you might say, well, why is that so important? Because core values reveal the heart of what we do, reveals the heart of why we do what we do, and it reveals what we're most passionate about. I'd say it this way, it's what we bleed. You cut IFC, you open us up, and we bleed these core values. These core values mean the world to us. These core values guide us in all of our decisions. These core values are extremely important. It determines what we do. See, core values are not determined by what you say. Core values are determined by what you do. And what you do on an ongoing basis show that these core values are very real and very personal. Our core values are protective parameters that keep the most important things as the most important thing. Amen. I have to say it this way. Our core values are like guardrails on a highway. They keep us from going off one side of the cliff to the left or the other side. All noble things that we could possibly do here locally and around the world. Nothing wrong with any of them. But you know, we have certain core values that guide us to do exactly what IFC is supposed to do. So these guardrails protect us from taking off rabbit trails and and doing things that we typically would be great to do, but are not necessarily our purpose and what we're called to do. So core value number eight, generosity speaks. 
the, the value of core, the value of generosity. It says on our website that the, the time, talent, and treasure God has blessed us with is to be used to bless others. Remember, blessed to be a blessing, right? Living a generous life expands our worldview and motivates us to be like Jesus. You're right. Now, if you don't have core values personally, as a family, or as a team, as a corporation, as a church, right? You, you, your view is going to be very narrow. You're going to be moved by circumstance. You're going to be moved by uncertainty. You're going to be moved by fear. See, core values, what you truly believe, goes beyond fear, goes beyond uncertainty, goes beyond uh, what might seem or make sense to somebody because of the surroundings that we find ourselves in. Proverbs 11 24 and 25 is really our key verse for generosity here at IFC. It says this, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. What's the size of your world? Just saying. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. It's something we live to make our world bigger and bigger. To make our world bigger and bigger, we desire for our world to grow larger. We desire for our influence to represent God well, to be larger and larger. You can't do that being stingy. You can't do that holding it all in, right? You have to understand that generosity is really the heart of God. It's really something very important that we understand. Let me remind you what the word blessed means, to live blessed. The word blessed means ongoing increase possessing more than enough for you and the ability to give to others. That is God's will for you. That is God's plan for you, ongoing increase. Do you have ongoing increase in your life, possessing more than enough for you and the ability to give the others to others? It's not enough just for you to have enough. It's not a us for no more mentality. It's about, yes, God blessing your family, but having more than enough to bless others, more than enough to be a blessing to your world. You've heard me say before, it's God's perfect will for us to experience ongoing blessing in every area of our lives. Amen. Ongoing increase is your covenant right. It doesn't matter if you have a drawer full of bills or what your bank account says. Increase is what God says belongs to you. Can I hear an amen today? It's his plan for your life. So don't be discouraged if you temporarily find yourself in a place where you can't be a blessing as much as you would like to be. It's not permanent. I said it's not permanent. That bank account is not permanent, that amount or your ability to bless others. It's not permanent. It's all subject to change as we implement God's financial plan for your life. That's good news. Right? So no condemnation today if you're not experiencing ongoing increase because that's temporary. If you have a heart to bless, a heart after God, God will see to it that you'll be able to be a blessing more than you've ever imagined or dreamed. So today, I want to talk to you for a few moments, and then Pastor Josh is going to join me up here on stage. We're going to give you this amazing report of this amazing year today. Um, and I think you'll be quite blessed by it. And so I want to talk to you about the privilege of giving. So here's our big takeaway. 
God wants you to fall in love with him so much that giving becomes a delight and not a duty. That giving becomes a delight and not a duty. There's anything that gets anybody uncomfortable is when we talk about money and when we especially talk about your money, right? You say, don't talk about my kids and don't talk about my money. And so those uh, seem to be the real protective areas where we don't want to go. But God wants you to understand his plan and purpose for your money. So many people follow God the wrong way. They're, they're following God out of a I have to versus I get to. They're following God, knowing what needs to be done, but they're doing it out of a sense of obligation, not a sense of passion and delight. Many people, uh, you know, really don't enjoy going to church regularly, but sometimes they feel like they, they have to because it's just the thing I have to do. There are some people that really don't enjoy reading their Bible on a regular basis, but they know they're supposed to, so they kind of have the attitude, well, it's an obligation. So many people that, that their giving is not necessarily their strong point to be, to be givers, but they know they need to and they're supposed to, so they do it anyways. See, what this has created, though, is a generation of religious people who follow God out of a sense of duty, and they're not really enjoying the ride. This is not God's best for us. God wants you to enjoy. See, giving, praying, reading your Bible, going to church, it shouldn't be something that's endured. It should be something that's enjoyed. Amen. If you're in a season where you're just kind of enduring and you're plugging away being a good soldier of the cross, plugging away, you know, doing what's best and maybe doing it because your wife wants it done or because your husband wants it done or because you, you feel this family pressure or whatever the case may be, we're glad you're here and we're glad you're watching today, but this is something that shouldn't be endured. It should be something that's enjoyed. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says that not only should you enjoy your, your reading of the Bible, your attending church, and your times of prayer, but it says this about our giving. It says, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowful or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes great pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without. What? A cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. What a great verse of Scripture. And what a great perspective. And what I pray that you have, this is the kind of church I want to pastor. This is the kind of church I want us to participate in. It's a willing, cheerful, prompt-to-do-it giving church. Giving cheerfully is contagious. It's inspiring. It motivates others. Amen. And I pray that, that we learn the value of being cheerful and joyful in every opportunity we have to give, whether it's our time, whether it's our, our, our talent or our treasure, man, we should be doing it cheerfully. Quickly, I want to answer the question today, why is it such a privilege to give? Three quick points. It's a privilege to give, number one. Because Jesus gave to us first. It's a privilege for you to give. Why? Because Jesus gave to you first. 
Do you know what fires me up about giving? What fires me up about giving is that my heavenly Father loved me so much that he would send his one and only son, right, to come to earth, to come to planet earth, and asked him, forsake it all. Give it all. Give you up your home in heaven. Give up your body as a living sacrifice. And ultimately, give up your life. Why? Because there's this guy down there on earth by the name of Jonathan that hopefully might one day receive you as Lord and Savior. Amen. And I'm so grateful because he said, Jesus, just do it for him. Do it for Jonathan. Do it for whoever and whoever it is. I'll never forget the day that Jesus took away all my sins, past, present, and future. He took away all my guilt and all my shame. Amen. And he put a purpose on the inside of me. Is there anybody in the room today or is anybody watching online today that's, that's joyful and glad that Jesus did it all for you and for me? Absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. Are you kidding me? Where would we be without this sacrifice? Man, that fires me up. That fires me up to know that, praise God, because of Jesus, man, I am free and able to live my life for a higher reason and purpose bigger than myself. Jesus said it best in Matthew 10, 8, you have been treated generously, so live generously. Wow. You've been treated generously, so live generously. If we first give ourselves to the Lord, all other giving has greater purpose. See, if you first understand what God has done for you, if you first get the whole love aspect of his sacrifice, if you get that, then all of your giving, time, talent, treasure, not just your money, all your giving, right, has a greater purpose and value to it. We just need to fall in love with Jesus afresh and anew. I don't know anybody that's truly in love with Jesus that's not a giver. Love motivates you to give. Love is the great motivator. Amen. People that tell you and they, you know, they've got videos out about prosperity is not for today. And they got videos out about how, you know, all these various things about money and so forth. I promise you that if you truly fell in love with God, you would not think twice about God's plan to prosper you. You wouldn't think twice that God's will to prosper you. You wouldn't understand it. I'm telling you, when you're in love with God and you're in love with what God has done for you, you can't help but give. You can't help but desire to prosper. In fact, the Lord said to my wife, rose up in her heart years ago, and, she, and the Lord said, made this statement so plain to her and said, those who don't desire to prosper violate the law of love. Violate the law of love. See, if you understand the law of love, you'll give. If you understand the law of love, you'll want to prosper. Why? Not just for you, because there's widows that need help. There's orphans that need help. There's the poor that needs help. There are missionaries that need help, right? There's neighborhoods that need help. There are people that need help. There are school systems and, and, and elderly housing and veteran homes that need our help. Amen. And when you understand the love of God, you realize you need to prosper not just for you. 
if you didn't desire the prosper, then who in the world is going to bless the rest of the world that needs the church to rise up and be a blessing? Amen. Please don't waste my time and send me videos about how prosperity is not from God. Please don't waste my time. And I would do you a big favor. Don't waste your time to listen to that trash because they don't know what they're talking about. Amen. That wasn't in my notes, but there you go. All right? Light. Love motivates me to give generously. Number two, let me get off my high horse today. Number two says, it's more blessed to give than receive. That's why I give generously. Amen. The word blessed in the Greek actually means giddy. Did you know that? Happy, fired up about it. See, God has put that in your spiritual DNA. Here's a good example that I, I use when I talk about the, the joy part of giving. Have you ever been driving in your neighborhood in the middle of summer and you see two seven or eight-year-olds got a card table all set up and they've got their, they've got their lemonade for sale? right? They got their little picture, a little poster that they drew or mom did for them and they're all excited and they can't wait. And you pull up in front of their front yard and, and they do their little dance, right? Like a seven, eight year old would do, right? And they're so excited that you stopped them and you ask for a lemonade and they say, 50 cents, please. And you give them $2 and the happy dance, right? The happy dance that they do is so exciting. And what does that do? That produces such joy in you. See, that's in your spiritual DNA to look at that and say, man, that's awesome. God put that in your heart. God put that in the heart of man to be joyful and giddy about being able to bless and the reaction and the response from others who do who didn't expect, they're expecting 50 cents and you give them $2. That's what I love about giving, is when you can give, and it's so unexpected. It's so over the top that it blows people away, right? And it's all about not you. It's all about the God we serve. Amen. Acts 20, 35 puts it this way. You're not likely to go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said, you're far happier giving than getting. You're far happier giving than getting. I remember some years ago, 2005, when we sold our property in Winchester and bought this property um, and bought this building cash. You know, we have no mortgage here. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and that's just the plan of God. We have no mortgage here. But when we sold our property in Winchester, we were able to tithe $1.3 million dollars. I held that tithe check in my hand, and I tell you, talking about getting giddy, right? And, and, and the joy we spread around the world for $1.3 million, and I learned firsthand, man, it really is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, I knew that before in the small amounts, but I'm telling you, that so marked me, and that so changed my attitude and my desire and my faith to be able to be in a place that we run this place so well and with such strong financial stewardship that we're able to be a blessing to our world more than ever before. I love what Winston Churchill, he said it this way. He says, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. 
Well, so many people are so concerned about what they're getting. We need to really be more concerned about after we get, thank God for that, what are we going to give? What part are we going to release? What part, who are we going to bless and what are we going to bless? Amen. And last but not least, it's a privilege to give because number three, together we can enlarge our world and bless more people. I want to teach you something that's very important. God has a plan for the earth and the way it all comes to pass is he groups people relationally. His design is that we would get close enough so that we would love each other so much and realize the power of what we have together that we would so understand the value of what we can do together than what we could ever do on our own. Amen. That's why the devil attacks us relationship, relationships. He attacks relationships relentlessly. He works hard setting up barriers of all kind, religious barriers and racial barriers and age barriers. Why? Because if he can keep us separated, only thinking about ourselves, we will not be effective. And God knows that when he puts people together, like he has here at IFC, a picture, a small picture of what God has done here and what we have at church at home, what he has done for us here relationally only multiplies our endeavors of what we're able to do, amen, in the neighborhood to the nations, as we like to say it. So your full potential can only be released when you find your covenant family, your community, your people, right? Amen. And, and when you do that, something powerful happens. See, Vern and I, you know, we, we obviously love our immediate family and our small circle of very close friends. But next to all that, the people that we're the closest to, I'm looking at them. The people I'm closest to are, are, are the, the team I'm honored to work with every day, the people that are online, the people that are in the room. Man, this is my family. This is my people, right? This is God's community. This is where we get, we love to work together. We have an opportunity to do more together than we could have ever done all by ourselves. Amen. And I'm so grateful for that because Ecclesiastes 4.9 says to us, two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. I have seen we get more done by working together. Amen. See, when we put our skill set, all our energy, all our ideas together in a covenant family, something magical happens. I like to say it this way. None of us are as good as all of us. Absolutely. See, the church, the big C, the global church, or the little C, the local church, are a major force of hope and blessing in the world. The more uncertain the world gets, the more certain the church should be. The more fearful the world gets, the more fearless the church should be. Amen. Ephesians 3.10 says this, Through followers of Jesus like yourselves, gathered in churches like IFC, this extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even amongst the angels. The angels are saying, man, I'd love to be a, a partner of International Family Church. Man, look what they're doing. I, I, I wish I you know, could be a part of God's move on the earth and God's plan and purpose on the earth. See, the mobilized church is the hope of the world. 
Again, our key phrase, our key um, uh, verse of Scripture in Proverbs says this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are blessed. Living generously is a huge deal to God because the heart of God is all about for God so loved the world that he what? He gave. And he gave. And he gave. And he gave his best. And he gave something so unexpected. Amen. The Bible talks about this generous God and how he has impacted our lives for one reason and one reason alone, so that we can impact the world around us. Will you please welcome Pastor Josh as he comes to the platform this morning? Thank you, Pastor Josh. What a great message. Thank you. Good to have you up here. It's, it's Let's amazing. talk about this today. Yeah, I want to just say, though, this comes from the heart of our leader. Thank you. Thank you for leading us so well and giving us this opportunity. Would you guys make some noise? Thank you. Thank you. Your heart is contagious, and it's come upon us for those in this room and watching us and joining us online. If you're a partner of this church, it's very difficult not to have this joy that you're talking about. And today, it's my honor. I want to share uh, briefly over 50 organizations and ministries that we bless on an ongoing basis, but specifically this year in 2020. As you give, I'm sure sometimes you're saying, where's the money going? What's, what are we doing? What's the impact? And so I want to give you just a brief overview today of what we've done collectively. And when I say we, look around, that means you. Yep. That means your neighbor. That means those watching at home together. Uh, we are making a difference. A few of the international organizations that we've sown tens of thousands of dollars to just this year, number one, Living World Missions. Uh, they reach unreached people groups and they support missionaries all over the world, specifically in the 1040 window. Branch Ministries out of South Africa. It's a former Victory family. Yep. They are uh, reaching um, kids, AIDS, intervention, education, Bible schools, all through South Africa. Life International, we're building water wells with them. This year we partnered with them to give children over 3,000, 3,000 pairs of brand new shoes. A Commonwealth of Christ, Dr. Larry Huggins. Yep doing a great work in Spain and Europe. He's been a connection to this house since the very beginning. Our partnership with him is still strong. One that we've partnered with recently, Grace Dream Center, Kim and Pablo Elvier. This year, your giving has significantly helped them through some tragic times, through the hurricanes they've endured. We also sent some churches relief money in Lebanon after the explosions happened there on your behalf. On your behalf, you're reaching those in the Middle East that are asking for help. You made that happen. Also partnered with an orphanage in India called Sisters in Pink. They're grabbing uh, young girls that are being trafficked and abused there. Your giving is not only giving them a place to live, it's giving them education, it's yes. giving them food. It's also giving them a sense of dignity, hope, and restoring who they are in Christ. Thank you, thank you. Your giving is literally going around the world. And then I want to talk just a minute about the local uh, national organizations right here in the U.S., different ministries, evangelists, prophets, teachers, church planning organizations. One that we love dear to our house is the L.A. Dream Center. Yep. If you've been following their story, God's doing something significant to reach L.A. right now. Yep. And every week you're sowing into that. Uh, the Association of Related Churches, ARC, it's our, our covering, our yep. home. 
This year, through your giving, 35 brand new churches were planted through ARC in person. And listen to this, 22 churches were launched online during the pandemic. Yeah. Imagine that. Who's planting churches online? Guess what? You are. IFC is. And so thank you for being a part of that. Another great organization, Marriage Today, Jimmy and Karen Evans, my mother, Louise Roberts Ministries, Dr. Dean Radke, Ministry Institute, training leaders all over the world, your pastor, Jerry Seville Ministries in Texas, Pearson's Ministry out of Colorado, Joseph Morris Ministries out of Oklahoma, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I don't know about you, but this excites me as I hear about how far this goes. Um, More Life Ministries in Missouri and Florida, Tony Cook Ministries, Worldwide Ministry to Pastors and Churches, Christians United for Israel, Ross Roberts Ministries, Martin Ministries, and then there was a significant amount right here in this local church. Everybody say IFC. IFC. Your giving not only went around the world and helped organizations, but even the efforts to help our families during the pandemic, helping families keep their homes. Yeah. Your giving helped save people's homes yep. right here in this church, going through tough times. And then right at the end of the year, the Lord talked to us about significant seed. Right. What's the statement we've been talking about? Significant seed sown. Strategically sown. Strategically sown. And so we came together as a staff and with our our finance people here at the church. And we decided that we needed to sow some significant strategic seed right now. And so just in the last three weeks, here's some local, local, everybody say local. Local. Right here in our community, some organizations that we gave to Olive in July right here in the house. We love you guys. Also gave to Lowell House of Hope, Place of Promise, Rise Above Foundation, North Reading Food Bank, Merrimack Valley, Merrimack Valley Food Bank, Somebody Cares of New England, Family Services of Merrimack Valley, the North Reading School District, Wilmington School District, the North Reading Fire Department, North Reading Police Department, Wilmington Police Department, Veterans Organization right here in North Reading, Neighbors Helping Neighbors which are helping residents right here in North Reading, Mission of Deeds, Edith O'Leary Senior Center, Abundant Life Christian School. Listen, this is great. We sowed into churches right here in our community. Who who does that? Who sows to another church? Aldersgate Methodist Church, Congregational Church, Martin's Pond Baptist Church, St. Teresa's Catholic Church, The Sanctuary in Trinity Evangelical right here yep. in our town. Pastor, you've already been sending the seed ahead. It's gone. Tell us a little bit about the response from just our pastors locally. So I, I, I love the fact that when you give, and it's so unexpected, people's reaction, right? If you've ever, if you've ever done that, you know, it's one thing to give, but man, you give to the, to, the, to the degree that it's so unexpected, it's shocking. So the five churches that we gave to in North Reading, we felt very strong um, about blessing our local churches. You know, yes. we have a quite a, 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 a tight knit group of pastors that we do things for Easter. We do things for Christmas and we do a lot of community things together. So we know each other. Uh, we have lunch together so often. And so we wanted to be a blessing to them. And so we decided that we were going to sow $5,000 into each of their churches. Yeah. And so you can imagine the phone calls I got back. The phone calls like, uh, hi, Pastor Jonathan. Um, 
we just got this check. We just want to make sure you didn't make a mistake. Um, that was across the board. Yeah. When I talked to the executive director of St. Teresa's, um, she said, Marianne, she's awesome. She's, a, she's a, a heart of pure gold. She said, now, Pastor Jonathan, you do understand we're Catholic. <laughs> and so, you know, I was a smart aleck. Because, oh, I didn't know that. Um, you know, should I take my money back? And um, so she said, with tears in her eyes, she was starting to cry. She said, we wondered how we were going to bless the less fortunate of St. Teresa's. We didn't know if we were going to be able to do it. Now we're going to be able to overwhelm those that need with your $5,000 that you invested in us. We're going to invest again yes. into the needy of St. Teresa's. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Go God. Now the reason why we were able to do this is because um, we worked hard on stripping down our budget this year. You know, we realized that we, we just... We had to, we put a spending freeze on in the beginning of COVID. We just, we, we tightened down the ratchets. We said, you know, we're going to do this as clean and as pristine and lean and mean as possible so that we can give, give some of those amounts of what we gave today. Before I get there, I want to just say thank you for giving during a pandemic. Yeah. You know, even some of the disaster relief that you gave toward, you gave towards the Dream Center in L.A., Right here locally, Winchester Hospital, Lawrence Hospital, Lawrence General, Holy Family, the North Reading Fire Department, and even the urgent care right here in Wilmington. We took this stuff and blessed them right yep. here during the pandemic. But here's some totals, because everybody says, well, that's great. Where did it go? But how much was it? You know, during the, during the pandemic, we specifically set up a COVID fund, and many of you gave to that. We sold over $30,000 yeah. just through that COVID fund to people that were needing assistance during the COVID pandemic. Here our in the church here and Here in our church, church and those around us, our legacy fund, which goes to help families right here at IFC, our partners, giving assistance to them was over $33,000. That was just this year. Yep. And then I don't know if you know this, but we sow over and above out of everything that comes in. This year, we sowed out of our general seed account over $325,000. Woo! Listen, you sowed over $325,000. I don't know about you, but that gets me giddy to think about that. It does. But that's not all. At the end of this year, we decided that we were going to sow those significant seeds to those locally in our community, and the sum total of that was another $200,000 right here into our backyard. Pastor, it's a great privilege and an honor to not only say this to you, but to all those that partner with us at home and here in the building. IFC in 2020. In the middle of a have, pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic, we gave over $588,692 collectively. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's make some noise. What a great God we serve. Yeah. Together, listen, together we are making a difference. The gospel's going forth. Thank you. Thank you at home. You know, when Verna made these calls to veterans, elderly housing, school departments, police station, fire stations, they couldn't believe that a church wanted to give. And, and it wasn't all necessary, very easy. They got to go through their committees. They got to do all the various things to do. 
You know, when we decided, you know, we blessed two school systems with $40,000 each. And they were specifically going to help their students online have a better experience in their education. They were able to vamp up their, their ability to do those kind of things. We gave significant money to the police department, fire department, for projects that they're involved with, our first responders. Um, we were able to bless our veterans and bless the elderly housing. They were able to increase their services. I mean, it just goes on and on. And that's to your account. You gave that. You gave that ability. You gave us that privilege to be able to give. You were generous. And because of your generosity, we were able to be a blessing. You know, we, this building is a byproduct of a generous offering that we gave to the Dream Center uh, in L.A. in 2005, 2003, when we gave that offering. That birthed, that gave into good ground, that gave us a building now probably worth $20 million, that's debt-free, um, and, and, and on and on it goes. I mean, you think about it. This $200,000 that we gave at the end of the year is the second largest one-time offering that we've been ever able to give. And if the offering that produced this building, which was $140,000, what is $200,000 going to produce? What's going to come back to us? What's going to come back to you? What's going to, what's going to happen? What dream needs to come true for you? What are you believing God for? What is that area of your life that you're standing your ground that's bigger than you have, bigger than your bank account, bigger than what you can see in the natural with your natural understanding? What is it that that seed sown is going to come back in overwhelming, abundant measure? And I want to ask you, please, to release your faith. Believe with us. We're not just believing for us as a ministry. We're believing for you. Amen. Because God wants us all to prosper. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Those of you that kept tithing through this pandemic, God bless you, each one of you. Amen. Those of you that gave offerings during this pandemic, those of you that gave to the COVID fund, the legacy fund, thank you so much. I mean it with all my heart. And we're believing for a mighty harvest as you release your faith to reap the harvest off that seed that you've sown in Jesus' name. We are so grateful. We don't have a, 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 you know, a terrible war story to share how we barely made it through the pandemic. No, thank God. Man, we thrived, we grew. Yes, we were stretched to the max. There's no doubt about it. Yes, some weeks were, were a little um, uh, you know, tougher than others. No doubt about it. But the bottom line is, thank you, IFC. Thank you for being a blessing. We can't say it enough. Thank you, IFC. Those at church at home, God bless you. Your giving means the world to us. If you're not a tither, let me tell you, I want to encourage you to become one. If you stop tithing, man, get back to tithing. Get back to sowing. Get back to giving your, your gifts to God. It'll change your life. It'll transform every area of your life. We talked about order last week. When order is restored, what happens? Blessings are released. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless this congregation today. I bless IFC, those in the building, those joining us at church at home. Father, we bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for their acts of kindness. Thank you for their deeds of love. Thank you for their obedience. 
Thank you for their sacrificial giving. And Father, I ask you now to overwhelm them with an abundant harvest. Overwhelm them, Father God, as they were a blessing to others. Thank you for that boomerang effect that when we bless your kingdom, thank you when you bless, Lord, when we bless what matters to you, you bless what matters to us. And we thank you for that, Father. I speak a blessing over this congregation. Overwhelm them with your goodness. Overwhelm them with your increase. Overwhelm them with your ability, Father. Thank you for a mighty harvest in every area of their lives. May it grow in their family and grow in their marriage and grow in their children and grow in their business and grow in all their desires and longing, Father God, as they step out in faith and believe, Father God, for your highest and your best. So, Father, we honor you. We thank you. We're dedicated to being a blessing. We're entering 2021 not with our tail between our legs, not with a retreat attitude, not with we're going to give up and, oh, my goodness, it's going to be worse than ever. We realize we've got some challenges ahead. But, Father, we enter strong. We enter open-handed. We enter with an increased mentality. We enter, Father God, not being intimidated by our adversary, but being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We are not giving in. We are not retreating. We are going to be bold and be a greater blessing than we ever have been before. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, give God praise this morning.